right. That's a nice haircut. It's a little short though. Yeah. Well, my little... hair's been my hair's been growing back long, so I try to get it cut much shorter. So then I can so... like I just got it done yesterday. So by like day three or two or day four, it grows in into the length that I want it to be. Okay, so right now you're military Brian, and in a few days you'll be back to normal Brian. Yeah, right. I'm nice. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get triggered by loud noises. <laughs> so how are you guys doing? You guys still uh, England and uh, Copenhagen based? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Trying to make music, for, trying to make music from afar. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little different to before, but uh, we, I think we're managing just about. How do you guys do that when you're so far, like when you're away from each other? There's there's less. I think it's 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 hard because there's less. Um, it's easier to write when when me and Tommy are in the same room because uh, everything just happens a lot quicker. Tommy's a lot quicker recording and, you know, a lot more intricate in the ways of recording than I am. Um, yeah. And I think with when when you're together, you, you, you bounce off each other a lot more, whereas at the moment it's a case of, you know, either Tommy records an idea or I re- record an idea and then we sort of send it between each other with different bits added on. That's pretty, all right. Do you guys have like scheduled sessions together? Do you ever do like a scheduled recording session and like or like on a Zoom call, just trying to like work through ideas or no? No, not really. I mean, I'm sort of. I mean, Ben said about us both kind of writing ideas. I haven't written anything, arguably ever good, but in recent times, I haven't written anything. So I'm, I'm like, you know, just waiting on Benji to kind of come up with his initial ideas and then sort of. Um, he'll send over in all the stems in demo form and then I'll kind of do my bit over on, uh, on my end. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just always messaging Ben saying anything new <laughs> most of the time. Um, and yeah, he's written, he's written some great, great tunes since he's been, he's been in Copenhagen. So, uh, yeah, we've got some new stuff in the pipeline. So, um, I, I don't know when it will be released cause it, it sort of all, feeds through me when it comes to the production side so it's, it's kind of down to how quick I, I can finish things off and, and get it to a place where we're all happy with but yeah it's um no we're, we're still yeah Ben's as long as Ben still writes songs that I think are great which he still is then I'll, I'll we'll still do it sort of thing Ben do you just write the lyrics and send it off or do you actually like put some music to it or anything or is it just like here's a poem let's put some tracks behind <laughs> that poem bro <laughs> so I think I think it's the same with most musicians and stuff. They'll they'll just have a notes app just absolutely full of ideas or tiny little sentences that they think would work well as lyrics. And then it'll either be a case of I write some music or Tommy writes some music and we'll just stick whatever sounds right over the top or whatever we can sort of <laughs> if it's just like one or two sentences then we'll just sort of write it on the spot from there you sort of get into that creative flow a little bit when you're on the spot and you kind of it kind of writes itself sometimes yeah when's the last time you guys saw each other 
It wasn't actually that long ago um, because I, I came back to England for a wedding. It was last uh, month, wasn't it? Last month, August. yeah. Do you guys do any yeah. work or no? Is it just partying the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> we actually did. We, uh, yeah, so we, I think we, like I said, with, with the new stuff that we've, we've had recorded, um, we've kind of spent a lot of time. I actually lost the hard drive, so uh, I Ooh. lost two of the, the new songs. But luckily I've got the rest. But I was yeah super pissed because I've lost like where did you lose what the hell did you do yeah oh no I didn't I didn't lose it sorry well it's like I've lost all stuff because it's like broken um I need to try I need to try and get it recovered if I can but yeah it was a bit of a bummer um but yeah like I said we got we've got all the new stuff so we managed to while Ben was there we had a day and we just kind of did a lot of vocals um because my microphone's nicer um (laughs) so uh so yeah, we just kind of re-recorded a lot of the vocals and then um did some guitars and added then added some more ideas and stuff. So yeah, we've literally where you guys where did for... you guys do it? Do you have like a studio or do you just do it in like a room or like a closet <laughs> like Migos? Yeah, literally it's always been in a room unless it's it's like drums, then we'll we'll go to like a studio to, to do those. Um but more or less it's always been in like my my bedroom wherever that is currently it's at my my parents so um we so, so your parents are the a and r people <laughs> yeah yeah they're managing us um as well so that's, that's crazy man because i i have your i have your album on vinyl i have two mm-hmm. actually and i'm kind of upset because my friend eric owns the other one i just haven't brought it to him yet but he doesn't own a record player and brian just bought one and i was like mm. fuck i kind of want to just re-gift it to brian <laughs> like i just want to give give him you guys this album because he would get more use out of it than my friend eric would well yeah but, well, literally I, the day i bought that. it i was looking up your album to see if it was still in stock and uh it didn't look like it no it was it was we did it through a website called discog so there was like a, it was the yeah, only it was, made it was curates Oh, sorry. Yeah, what we know about Discogs is a bro. What the fuck are you doing? You gotta, you gotta rep the company. <laughs> my bad, my bad. That's who yeah, you wish you were working sorry. with. You can admit it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of the vinyl place that was that. Uh, yeah, sorry, curates. Um, and it, yeah, they sort of work on on orders. So I think in the end, it was like about 120. You have to get 100 for them to get made. But I've got like seven just like knocking about. So I'll, I'll be happy to send you one over. Um, oh, because uh, I would appreciate super, that super limited edition dude it's one of exactly that's why i need it it's one of the (laughs) vinyls that i play all the time because i've told so many people this but your guys's music is it's that band that is just waiting to get recognized because you guys sound so pro already like it sounds like music that a friend would walk in and be like who's that like they sound like a band i've heard before but i've just never heard those songs and i'm like actually it's just a couple friends from england that like just make awesome music because it's so well produced and i feel like i have so many friends that are trying to be musicians brian as well and there's just something always a little bit less pro about it it just sounds a little bit more raw which is not always a bad thing like i'm a huge shaky graves fan and half of his like stuff is just always raw but you guys sound so well recorded that when someone walks in they're like who's that every time i'm like ah it's just a couple friends you know no nah, people i know it's <laughs> only the best album i've ever heard <laughs> uh, we should also probably clarify for our listeners that we're talking to tom richards and uh, ben webster of the great psychedelic uk rock band soft girls and boys club yeah but uh it's wow. it's a 
album that I just play all the time. I played it last night. A friend of mine who's like a director came over and I put it on. He's like, who's this? I'm like, oh, it's, you know, no big deal. No big deal. Just a couple of things. <laughs> and I, I also, yeah, I also awesome. love that it's uh, it's like just different colored. I don't know why. It just looks better. <laughs> it's like pink and blue. Yeah. Oh, God. It, so nice. it fits. It fits the vibe super well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know where, Ben, you get all the ideas for these lyrics, but these lyrics have just perfectly matched so much of uh, this TV show that Brian and I are writing that it's almost ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I think it's, it's a it's a weird thing. I think a lot of those songs are older. Um, there's a lot of new stuff on there as well, but a lot of a lot of the tunes are older. So a lot of the the, the content uh, was f- from a time where I was a lot more depressed uh than i am currently so i think the perhaps with the newer stuff that we're writing there will be a bit of a a contrast in the sort of lyrical themes and stuff but i think they're very much reflective of how my life was when i wrote them yeah Mm -hmm. i think well that kind of helps out with artistry too right isn't it always like artists need to be slightly troubled like in order to like just produce beautiful art it's kind of I think so I think so I think it's you know I'm I'm no worse off than anyone else really but I think it's a it's a it's a personal thing and I think it's it it wouldn't it's never really felt right to write songs that didn't have anything to do with me because it it wouldn't feel wouldn't feel like I could. I'm not a good. Fi- I'm non-fiction instead of fiction. I think. Yeah. Like you and can't to, be like Iron Maiden and make a whole like ballad about being a, a slave in Egypt. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, then you have always, tried, haven't you, man? Well, yeah. Well, but, <laughs> <laughs> the new the new stuff, man. The new stuff. Just wait. yeah. Wait, wait till the new album's out. The rock opera. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually love that. I think it would be awesome. I think. Um, I think it's something we could get involved with. Yeah, I was thinking like album four is probably where we go uh, uh, to the operatic section. Yeah, that's cool. But so you're like when I'm listening to your songs in preparation, I listen to it a bunch just so you guys know. But uh, (laughs) when I listen to a lot of your songs, a lot of your songs do feel like you're saying nonfiction, more personal. So like the things that you're writing, I've always kind of like divvied up like music into two categories of like a storyteller or then like kind of someone who's like, action involved like telling you just like what you're feeling in the moment and Mm. it seems like maybe i'm wrong but like seems like a lot of your songs gravitate towards things that are happening in the moment like when i I was literally just listening to one and it's a lot of asking questions like why don't you call me anymore things like that that are story driven but more action involved than being you know like like a rock opera right like a rock like if you listen to old acdc bond scott that shit was always like he's telling like a story that happened to him type of music is that something yeah. that you think you could also write or do you like staying more in the the here and now the present with the with like actions i i think i think it's a case of possibly could could do that but i think i'd still have to draw from personal experience i don't yeah. i mm-hmm. think I, I don't think my imagination is good enough to to go away from as arrogant and as self-centered as it sounds it, it, it needs to be about me <laughs> hey, or, or, or at least my my thoughts on a subject or 
you know, my personal experience. Otherwise, I, I, I just can't. I mean, it's I what you know best. Yeah, exactly. Do you ever write? Been through. Do you ever write about other people's personal experience? Like Tom, do you ever be like, "Yo, this should happen to me," and we should write a track write about it, it now? Yeah, write, um, write it now. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I mean, we've had a couple of tunes. Um, one that pops to mind is like uh, "Definite Happiness" off the album, um, and I think I think I wrote the second verse for that song. Um, cause I had, again, like Ben said, we've just, you know, I would take notes with, with lyrics and stuff. And if I ever think I've got like a line that might fit with kind of Ben's idea, then I'll, I'll kind of, you know, pass it on to him and see what he thinks. And that was one way it just, yeah, it kind of aligned with, with the themes of the song and, and, uh, yeah. So yeah, here and here and there, but, um, but yeah, I'm not much of a, I'm not much of a, like, like Ben says, his, his lyrics are very like, um, about him i'm also i'm not very good at doing that i get a bit kind of try and mask it with with things and i often don't like the results so i usually just leave the, the lyrics to ben um but yeah like there'll be a line or two here that i might i might contribute but yes yeah, more the music side and production i guess where do you get then the inspiration for your like guitar riffs or like if you're listening to some of his lyrics do you start to just hear the music in your head when you're reading the lyrics or how's that work or do you envision uh, yeah. him singing it already? Yeah. Um, well, usually when, it, when it's a song of Ben's, like he's very much like we'll start with either like, you know, chords and a song kind of fully formed in like the basic sense where it's like he'll play it to me, you know, just acoustically. And then that would just get my brain rolling with how it could could kind of, you know, shape out and stuff. And and like now, now he's demoing sort of um, and then sending the files over, then I can, like I said earlier, do my bit over here. So I'm, I'm very much like work in the computer, I think, when it comes to my like ideas and I'm very much like hands-on with that. I think Ben's got a lot, you know, more of a strong talent in just sort of writing a song on a guitar and be like, this is how it goes. Let's, let's see what we can do with it. Um, so it's a good... It's a good musical relationship in that sense because I feel like we can, I can, you know, sort of bring Ben's ideas into a bit more of a band production, um, yeah. which is obviously what's needed for a five-piece psych rock pop band. So <laughs> true, but you know what? If you guys ever break up, then you can just do an entire Soft Girls uh, acoustic set there, Ben. Just uh, <laughs> take it on tour. Uh, the <laughs> Soft Girl and Boy Club. Just <laughs> yeah, see. it's. It's it's something uh it's it's a weird thing really. Uh I kind of um I never really I've done a couple of gigs on my own, not not over here, but I mean just back in England. And it never it never felt right. It always, it's not that I'm not confident enough to to do it on my own, but I don't know. I think the I think a lot of the sound is is the whole thing as opposed to just just me and a guitar i don't think the just just me alone does the song justice so well, I, think I, I kind of agree i mean like what i was saying is you guys just sound so well produced which i guess goes a lot credited to you tom like it sounds so i i don't know any other word than like legit but that sounds so douchey <laughs> but that's like what i mean like it just sounds like like really well done like so well done that like you would like i would never believe it was in a bedroom that's like the best part of it you know like yeah, it's like that's it's, true it's super yeah. flattering that you, you say that because again i think the curse of it for me is that as much as i i like 
I, I love the songs. Like when I listen to them, I, I can't I can't help but hear like flaws in them, you know, or like, you know, obviously just look back, it's like nearly two years ago now. It's like what you would do differently, either production-wise or like, oh, there's a harmony that would have worked really well there or whatever. But those kind of things kind of naturally will just bug me. But at the same time, it's you know, it's a bit of a time capsule of a record. Like Ben said, there's a lot of old and new. So it's it's uh I've got like, you know, super fond memories of it, but yeah, that's super flattering to hear someone say that, you know, they think the production's really cool in it. Cause yeah, I think I more or less spent about three months stoned out my mind up until three in the morning uh in lockdown, just sort of noodling away on on various bits and and Ben popping over and just chipping away at it. So it was a it was a big task, but it was yeah, so I'm super proud that we we managed to do it in the time frame before Ben I mean, moved away. 25 songs right that's massive man that's yeah so a, bit, a bit much for a, for a debut album i, I admit that no <laughs> well, that's I mean, the deluxe like, version 18 18 yeah. the regular that's a honestly it's still much <laughs> honestly i think like so like the i guess a little bit of backstory the reason that like tom and i met was because i was working on this web show and i was friends with your brother and he's like oh my brother's a musician and i don't know how that started to come about but we just started chatting about like artistry and stuff like that and I cannot tell if it's like chicken or the egg first type of thing, but so much of this show that we've been making for two years is like, it's so fitting towards this album. Like, and I can't tell if that's because I met you and then I was like, oh, this works here really well. That works there really well. And let's just make that line up. Or if it just like, it's because your music speaks to a lot of people and works really well in like a lot of different genres, I'd say. Um, but a 25 piece album is really great for us because we've been just cutting together like yeah. pretty much demo uh, like cuts of the show. We're submitting to Sundance this like this week and we had to cut together oh, like amazing. 10 versions of everything. But we're like, OK, we know that eventually we're going to have to talk more shop with you guys on like, hey, can we use this track? Can we use that track? But for now, with Temp, we may as well just put it in there and see how it works. And it works so goddamn well that I just want to send it to you guys. Yeah, like legit. <laughs> Hold on. I was doing I was doing the first episode. And like every time I was getting to a point, I was like, all right, this needs, it definitely needs music. It's a little, it's a little dry right now. Like, so what, what should I, what should I do? And then I just opened like my finder and just went to the album and I was just scrolling through. I was like, just listen to every song. I was like, yeah, I'll just stick with this. Like all these songs work great. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and we have like, we have like an artist list because there's, I think there's five of the creatives on the show. And like, we all have friends that are like various levels of musicians, right? A couple of us, uh, a couple of creators live in LA. Everybody and their moms are trying to be musicians over there. And like, uh, I have a bunch of friends from Berkeley, like Boston school. So, uh, you know, you just know a lot of musicians and we have like a long list of like, okay, here's a bunch of artists that we have connections to. We can possibly reach out to and see if their music will work. But you guys are always the fallback every single mm -hmm. time. It's like, Nah, none of this shit's really working for me. I think I'm just going to go look at the Soft Girls and Boys Club album again because that shit's just kicking off, dude. So, <laughs> yeah, literally. Thank you for making 25 tracks because like eight of them wouldn't have been enough. <laughs> oh, my God. well, yeah, thanks seriously. for using them. Thanks for using them, really. Like, it's we must we must have fun. had it in mind subconsciously. <laughs> <laughs> I think I sent Tom, I think, Tom, I sent you the temp trailer. It's still being worked on, right? But I think I sent you the... Uh, the trailer that we had a guy in Holland cut for us recently. And there's two yeah, tracks yeah. in there. Uh, ben, I'll send it to you after the podcast, but it's like the trailer made me cry. I actually also made some friends of mine cry. It looks like a legit show. And I was like, cool, that's awesome. 
it made me laugh. <laughs> it made you laugh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, I, did, there... I, I did have one question regarding the uh, the album cover. Um, mm. Well, one, I guess you know, <laughs> R.I.P. to your your queen, uh, who's yeah. on the cover. Um, but at the top, it has like your old band name, Webo and the Soft Boys. Is so? Is this a real picture that somebody took? And she's just like passing through. Yeah, it was. It was no way. Yeah, That's it's wild. Real, real picture. She uh of all the, the places for her to visit on um, on the exact day, she for some reason was going through Leicester uh that day and we were we were playing there that evening. Um Man. so it was it was just unbelievably good luck. <laughs> and somebody somebody we didn't know took that picture. And then sent it to us and said, "Hey, check this out. It looks pretty funny." Wow. And then, and then we we just thought it was such a funny picture. And then when we went to do the album, we were like, "Oh, we'll message him again see if we can get that picture." And he was like, "Yeah, of course you can use it." That's and fucking then, crazy. That's awesome. Dude. That's so yeah, sick. That's so cool. I always thought it was just like a random picture you guys had, and I took a closer look at it, and I was like, "No way." <laughs> yeah, it's a legit picture. Yeah, I never actually thought about the significance of it. I mean, now there's even more so, like, because the queen just passed. But yeah, that's unbelievable. That's such a nice snag. Why'd the yeah, band a, name change? She's a big fan. She was a big fan. She was a big fan. She was. Oh, the, that was the her band. last words, right? I love the soft girls and boys. Girls. <laughs> oh. Goats. Oh, God. Goats. <laughs> yeah. Well, the band name was, um, it was, I mean, there's this, the the actual reason why we changed it is because um there there was a band in the i think it was late 70s and 80s called the soft boys and uh one day the 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 lead singer is a bloke called robin hitchcock who does a lot of solo stuff as well he's he's fairly famous oh that explains yeah. the name of the title or the first track yeah yeah <laughs> um he got he got in touch and was like uh, he'd got an email through from um, bands in town uh, that said that the soft boys were playing. And of course, <laughs> they, were, they weren't. It was referring to us. Uh, so they got in touch with us and got a bit lawyer y. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cease and desist <laughs> yeah, yeah. All got a bit legally. Um, so they, but they basically just asked us to change it. And, and at, at first, we were a bit like, fuck you. Yeah, a little bit, but then we were like, actually, this is probably not good. <laughs> um, so, so, so did it help? Up. Did it help you guys at all? Like, like on a PR like um, <laughs> business, did people catch on to your name after that whole thing, or was it under the radar? That there was, it was pretty under the radar. We got a few, a few digs here, here and there on Twitter and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that from from fans of the Soft Boys. Uh, but I mean, I think it was it was probably for the best. I didn't really like the original name. Um, I, it was basically just kind of like a joke working title sort of thing initially, yeah. and uh, and but we just stuck with it for some reason. Uh, so I was kind of happy to to change it. Who oh, came up done. with Soft Girls and Boys Club? It, it was me as well. It was, um, of course, the lyricist comes up with the great names. Of course. <laughs> so there was, uh, we were, we were going to call, uh, we we're going to do an EP, I think, called Soft Girls and Boys Club. 
Um, but because there's a, a band I used to listen to, or still do quite a bit, uh, called The Strange Boys. They're from Texas. Don't know uh, them, actually. Yeah, don't know them. They, they were never particularly big, to be honest. Uh, but they had an album called Strange Boys and Girls Club. Uh, so it was kind of a homage to that because I really, really dig that album. Mm, that's sick. All right, then that's going to yeah. be on my list to listen to after this. Yeah, it's, it's completely different to our stuff, but it's uh, it's a lot more kind of uh, kind of blues rock slash folky. Yeah, uh, well, I love that. Yeah, that's kind of up my alley too. Yeah, yeah, and he but he he has got a a pretty. His voice isn't for everyone. I'll say that. He's got a, a kind of whiny, weird voice. Probably same as me. <laughs> well, we like your voice. so <laughs> I'll say that. So we'll like him. Can someone... All right. So this is another question that I had then going off the idea of names and trying to find their origins. What does Jeefy mean? Someone needs to explain to me because I don't know one, how to pronounce it properly or what it means. <laughs> <laughs> uh ben you take this one mate okay it so it it doesn't it's not a word really it doesn't really mean anything it it, it it's a, a word that we used to use quite a bit i think it probably came from reefer as in as in book. that was my guess i think it probably came from there but it was like reef jeef jeefy jeefer it it doesn't mean anything. It basically just means stoned or or high or Got you it. know. So these are religious stoner songs, is what you're saying. Essentially, yeah. Jeefy hymns, yeah. That's yeah. yeah, exactly what they are. I think uh, I think I remember one of the original um, uh, titles that we that I had right back in the day was um, oh, what was it? it was uh, hymns for the lonely stoner. <laughs> for kid cuddy yeah so uh, probably, yeah kid cuddy may have reached out after that one be like yeah. this is exactly up my alley yeah. <laughs> so i think yeah it probably came from that but i think it's it's yeah jeef isn't really a word but it's just a a word that we've just kind of made into meaning anything revolving around weed i think we've, we use it in all sorts of ways like jeef wiggum Chief <laughs> it's just just it's just a nonsense word i think it's just one of those reoccurring n- nonsense words that we become fond of i'm it glad felt like the yeah sorry, sorry tom no go ahead i was gonna say it just felt like the um like the appropriate title as well because it is such a mix of like old and new um and i think like yeah it just kind of summed everything up there's there's actually i probably like a 50 50 split between songs that were written in like I think 2015, 16. Whoa. Um, to Damn. sort of, yeah, like literally a couple of months before we, the album came out. So songs like the album Drake came out in what, 2020? 2020, yeah, in October, I think. But yeah, it's like yeah, songs recording like recording the band camp, it came out on my birthday. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and all the sort of deluxe tracks as well, they're all, I don't think there's any like new, or they're all like really sort of some of the early stuff that we never kind of finished um my ideas knocking about um mm. so yeah just so yeah like ben said it, it just it felt like really appropriate i think i feel like if i listen to this hi like i get now gfee hymns it does feel like good stoner music used to have all my stoner playlists when i was 
smoking every day. But like, I feel like <laughs> if I listen to this getting high, it would first sound like the type of music I'd want to listen to when I'm getting high, kind of like some Tame Impala sort of shit. But your lyrics are so profound in some songs that it would like, so, like sober me up from him and be like what did he just say <laughs> like like the that's why I, it's like beachy psychedelic rock but with like a message so if i was high i think it would like bring me it would like sometimes bring me really high up and then other times i'd be like wait hold on what was that last lyric there i gotta make sure that i heard that properly <laughs> i might want to get high and listen to it now my roommate's got a bunch of weed that might be fun yeah. you steal his weed no, I would invite him to the smoking. Get your GFIA, bro. Let's listen <laughs> yeah. to this album. Bro, it's time for it's it's Sunday. It's time for some hymns, bro. <laughs> I'm feeling religious. Like yeah. that shit. Go. <laughs> track on there that you guys like didn't expect to be the most popular and is the most popular or vice versa one where you like this one's it and then everyone's like not bringing that one up um i don't know i think uh i one of my favorites on it was yoga for the dead and i think it's it always it seemed to be really popular and i think when i wrote it it kind of I didn't expect it to be a favorite at all. I was just like, oh, this kind of works. Oh, this is nice. And I think, yeah, I think that one surprised me, maybe. That might be the first one I heard, actually. I think, I think the first was, one I heard was Draws, because you sent it to me, Dylan. You're like, this song's sick. That's true. That song's fucking <laughs> dope, dude. What about you, Tom? Um... I mean, I think the obvious one is obviously 2222. That was like the first song we ever put out. Um, I think for the reason being, we were like, this is, you know, three and a half minute kind of poppy rock, you know, little bopper. So um, so it was like, it was a no brainer for me, at least to, to put it, sort of revamp it and put it on the album. You know, not, you know, no real expectation as to it was going to you know, blow up on TikTok, which we're still waiting for. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, one day, one of these days. Um, We've got maybe like Baby We Will Get Lonely is is a song that like we have a a friend of ours called Dan who absolutely loves us and uh yeah, I think he got that song tattooed on him pretty, oh, pretty wow. gnarly. Um, wow, that's sick. He's such a sweet dude. Um and he absolutely <laughs> love that loves that song. And it's quite uh, it's quite an important one for for me and Ben, I think. Cause I think it was <laughs> we, I think we wrote it the day of the Brexit result. <laughs> I did. Not is that so what we, the song's about? Brexit? No, it's it's not it's not really at all, but we are even England let's really bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just felt really kind of like it just kind of captured the the mood, you know, as sort of a, a kind of like a somber kind of slow blueser. Um and we yeah, we were just really kind of just devastated at the results so i think we're like oh fuck this we're just gonna make a song and then uh and that that came about really really quickly and it's again it's an old one that we you know chose to to put on the record as well um and, and give it a bit of a revamp but yeah that's that kind of song is uh has had a good response over the years i like uh nihilism but sexy that might be my favorite <laughs> title too dude that's just such a good title for a song <laughs> yeah i'm a big fan it was gonna of, be uh... called uh it was gonna be called phase ventura um, because 
because Ben has a, a guitar pedal called a Ventura and we had a phaser and all the guitars were sort of done through them. So that was the working title for a while. Phase Ventura. Phase what, Ventura. What led to nihilism but sexy then? <laughs> it's quite the jump. Um, that was Ben. Or was that was that your I think it, it must have been. I think I, I always <laughs> I think uh, lyrically it's 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 kind of uh I'd wrote the lyrics ages ago and it was one that we'd sort of revamped and brought back. And I think, I think I was very much in my nihilism stage. And, <laughs> but in a sexy way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sexy. And I'm, I'm still like, sexy. I'm just, <laughs> I just don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, yeah, I think, I think that was it. I think I, I, we've never, we've never really been that, uh, serious with with titles and stuff like that and i think i i I don't like i don't like to be serious in in that sort of aspect so i think it's it's just some it's something that just made me laugh i think i think it was just like something serious but sexy i think i think that's Nihilism is also just kind of a funny word. Since Big Lebowski, I've always laughed at the idea of a nihilist. They're nihilist, Donnie. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> it's just a good word, and it's also it is also true. Like Brian said, like I'm sexy because I don't give a shit. Like that's that's that is sexy, man. That's hilarious. Yeah, I, yeah you should you should never take names too seriously. This is why I always liked um the old like 2000s like pop punk bands or emo bands just had the wildest titles. Like what was it? Lying's the most fun a girl can do without taking her clothes off. by panic at the disco, and I don't even know if it has anything to do with that. <laughs> yeah. It might. Yeah, that's it's true. like fucking sonnets for their song titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A whole sonnet. It's a haiku for a song title. Bro. <laughs> I had a. You should I, see some of the uh, the demo titles. They're they're pretty um they're pretty impressive. I what's the most that's... ridiculous one you had? <laughs> uh. Piano bastard was a is one. Yeah. Um, That's just one a good called, name for. Was there, a, for was a, there even <laughs> was there even piano in it? Yeah, yeah but, it's uh, okay. a, it's like a big piano ballad. I'm uh, actually very excited about that one, but I've, I've told Ben we can't call it because it's 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 just a bit. You have to uh, you have to make it like I think an extremely totally. like uh, unhinged like pub cover of Piano Man. If you sing, if you make a song called Piano Bastard, I'm sure you're going to be hearing from Billy Joel. It's going to just sound yeah. like a dig to Billy Joel. Yeah, it's like, hey, can you stop making fun of me? Yeah, he piano. was the original. My mother's bastard. crying. <laughs> he was the original. He was the original Piano Bastard. That's true. I think you should name it Piano Bastard. That's a great name for a song. <laughs> I take it by then, Ben. That's, that's, that's it decided. It's Piano Bastard. Yeah, well, it was it was the I don't know. It's just the first thing I could think of. I think I I might have. It's sort of a recurring theme with the demos. I, we called it that because it was I just bought a piano, uh, and it was like the first. I'm I'm more of a guitarist when I'm I'm writing songs. It was like the first song that I'd sat down and wrote on a piano. I was like, oh, it's piano something. Like when I was sending the demo off, and I think we've got like a few, a few like working titles that are something bastard because it's i don't know it's just quite funny you should just name yeah, every bastard. single every yeah, the bastard album and the bastard album every, <laughs> yeah. every song just has bastard in it somehow you should write every like song working titles just the name of the instrument and then another slur or something <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> <Whoa>. guitar <laughs> shithead <laughs> yeah. 
that'd be good, man. Drum I had income a, poop. <laughs> <laughs> I had a I had a band in high school that I really wanted to name after. Have you guys ever heard of the movie Super Troopers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the original name for that movie is fucking crazy. It's it's Paul Verhoeven, which he's just a Dutch nightmare. If you ask me, he's just a crazy <laughs> dude. And he wanted to name the movie because the whole movie is about like in the future, humans go to war against bugs. Like Wait, we're just what? fighting. Yeah. Super Trooper. The, the Vermont. Oh, is it Starship oh no. Oh, sorry. St- Starship Troopers. I'm sorry. I, I said it wrong. Yeah, you're right. No, sorry. Super Troopers is the other thing that That's I. Right. What bugs were involved in? No. Vermont. Starship Troopers. <laughs> Star Starship Troopers, that's the one. Yeah, they like go to space to fight a bunch of bugs, which is an insane concept. But he wanted he wanted to call it in typical Dutch fashion, uh, "Bug Hunt at Outpost 9. and uh, <laughs> and I and I was like, "Fuck, man! Like, let's name our band Bug Hunt at Outpost 9. That's such a great band name, and nobody liked it. Nobody enjoyed the reference at all. No, because I'm the only Dutch one. But I do think that's a still a sick band name. Eventually, or if you just... change it to like Bug Hunt and the Outpost Nine, Bug Hunt and the Outpost Nine. <laughs> I think that's a cool band name. Am I wrong? No, I. I, I well, what I kind of band were you? We were like a grungy sort of blues rock band. I think that would fit. That fits, right? that fits that genre. Yeah. yeah, we're Bug Hunt. That would be sick. Now I'm kind of floating over. I did have like a big beard for the summer, and I was talking with my roommate, who we used to be in a band together, and we're like, let's do a band called Viking Vacation. And it's just like beachy, beachy, beachy Norse songs, <laughs> beachy Norse songs. It's like the Viking... beach boys from like <laughs> Newfoundland. Yeah. yeah. Viking vacation is also a sick band name, dude. I, alliteration goes a long way. I'm pretty really sure, Ben, you've got, have you got your list though of like hilarious band names? Ah, oh, I've got a few. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's genuinely my favorite hobby. Just coming <laughs> There's websites dedicated to it, man, coming up with ridiculous band names. Can you read us a few? even a Wu-Tang name generator. Wu-Tang uh, <laughs> name generator. So Charles Gambino got his job. Mm. Look. Uh, Hold on, I'm going to Google it. Band name generator. It's still a website. That's hilarious. Uh, ben, do you I'll, have your list on you? I've got I've got a few. I, I, it's it's somewhere <laughs> right down in my in my drafts somewhere. Uh, I've got a few here. Um, <laughs> some of these are not so good, and some of these I'm actually considering for my. Um, I've got a bit of a, like a doom metal side project sort of thing. Are you a metalhead too? I am a bit. Yeah. Oh, nice. I used I'm to a, be a big metalhead. I'm a bit. Just a little bit. So uh, the, the ones I'm floating around for my uh, little side project are uh, Gorgeous Tortoise. Oh, I heard that one. I think Tom told me Tom told me about that. I like that one. Gorgeous Tortoise makes me it think is of... A great uh, name. That sounds like something Stephen King would come up with. He's got that tortoise world sort of character in his books. That's great, dude. Uh, what was it? Uh, Corduroy Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> that's good dude that's really funny uh, goblin. i've got a couple here i don't uh, these 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 ones are not so good they're not some of my better ones uh i've just got that ugly man <laughs> uh, we are that ugly man <laughs> uh all piss no trousers <laughs> uh dangerously mundane uh, no, these these aren't some of my good Dude, ones. Dude, you got you got very dry humor. I appreciate it. All piss. <laughs> I love all, that. All piss. All, 
all pissed. That no just trousers. sounds like a really shitty comeback in like a '90s teen comedy. It's like I got all pissed, no trousers, boy. <laughs> what? <laughs> All piss, no trousers is going to be the new way I describe someone who's boring. Have you guys ever heard of pasta, no sauce? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that, like pasta, no sauce, cappuccino, no foam. Like, nah, that guy's all piss, no trousers, bro. Like dick, no balls. (laughs) You're all cucking no balls. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. That that reminds me of a a friend of mine in high school was like, sorry, my cat's being lonely. Um, (laughs) He was like trying to be a, a rapper. And he was like sharing his name with like me and a couple of our friends during class. He goes, I think I'm going to be called the generic flow. And like a friend goes, oh, that sounds pretty cool. It's like, wait a minute. Why would you want to be called generic flow? That makes it sound like you're like run of the mill and like nothing special. He goes, yeah, but it sounds cool. I was like, I think you got to change them. Did you guys, the last time we chatted, did we talk about Brian's extensive rap career? Yeah, I think we nice. touched on it. Yeah, extensive. We t- it, I recently found out, I'm not sure if we talked about this, but they made an entire TV show about it that like got put on Amazon for like two seasons. I have like multiple posters. So Wait, I, I think of, you're, yeah. you're hyping it up way more. It's three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that that is it. And I'm in one of them. What's it called? <laughs> the uh, this is all based on an EP that my partner at the time made, "The Adventures of Pasty White Boy." <laughs> good title, man. It's a good title. That's amazing. Yeah, so that think, was his rap name, Pasty White Boy. <laughs> I think a, I think an unfair trade, but we should do it anyways. Is we have like so the guy who made that project for Brian like is very successful now. We've had him on podcast a few times, but he just does like. He he runs like, right? You explain it better. He doesn't take photos anymore, but like he pretty much manages the pictures that are taken on like all these crazy mm-hmm. sets and films. So like when we talked about the lighthouse in Midsummer and all that, he's the guy curating all their posters, which is crazy. Yeah, like, he he yeah. like worked with he works with the talent. You know, like he's on calls with like Willem Dafoe and um, Robert Pattinson, um, or at least like their people making sure that they like sign off on all of the stills that his company yeah. got for promotional posters and whatnot. So he's like, he's and he like, yeah, out. he's like really tight with a 24. They sent him posters of like everything that he's worked on for them. Yeah. So like, he's like kicking ass, but his origins are hilarious, which is just filming this crazy TV show for Brian called the adventures of pasty white boy. And I, one of the things he did for, I have no, I no idea why, is just make a bunch of posters of yep. the TV show that he's got <laughs> in his garage. And he came to our set when we were filming in LA and just started handing them out to people because he's been trying to get rid of them forever. So I have like- I autographed them. them all and gave yeah, them to Brian. everybody. Most <laughs> got tossed immediately. So Brian, so I got like three of them. So I think a very unfair trade would be if you send Brian your album, then we got to send you back the poster of Brian's TV show. <laughs> i take one of those. Yeah, you'll take it with, with my autograph. It's at least worth like one dollar. <laughs> like, I put three three of them up around Amsterdam, hoping to generate more views for the show, which is hilarious. <laughs> but did it work? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm sure they looked that anyone who looked it up probably saw it on Amazon and said, "One, I have to pay to watch this, and two, this looks awful." <laughs> yeah, no way. but that guy's got a crazy life. He like he went to 
a study abroad in in Japan and then quit his study abroad and like found a Japanese underground punk band and toured with them all over Japan as their like videographer, which is a crazy story. And, and they he made, made a whole documentary about the whole punk scene in yeah. Japan or in Osaka, which is I think free on YouTube, so you can watch that. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. called yeah, what's it called? Uh, Danger Boys Punks in Osaka. Yeah, that's like. That should be right up your alley, dudes. You should I, check that out. I weirdly think I've seen this. Really? Really? I've, no I've, way. Yeah. By Unholy Spirit Productions or Unholy Spirit TV. Oh, yeah, that's, what, that's what that's like what he used to go by. It's like super grainy, like really like lo-fi film. That 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 rings a bell. I I, I get stuck in YouTube holes so easily. <laughs> Dude, if you've and, seen it, that's amazing. I mean, I love that documentary. I also just love punk rock, so. That's so strange. I'll, I'll check it out after. Uh, after there's the a. Podcast. I just googled it, and there's a. Uh, <laughs> there's a YouTube channel that did an hour long review called "Danger Boys Punks in Osaka." Why is this a thing? <laughs> that's long. That's longer than the documentary. That's a forty five minute video. <laughs> oh man, no, but it's uh it's really sick, man. Yeah, he's got a crazy cool life story. Like that's uh totally worth watching if you're into punk music and stuff like that. Have you guys seen um, the documentary on the band called Death? Have you heard of that band? Uh, the no. the metal band. Yeah, like the punky no. metal. The punk. They're like metal the band first the punk 70s. band before punk. Yeah, have from you Detroit. heard of these guys? I don't think so. Dude, no, if, oh god! All right, you guys got to put this on your list. It's so sick. It's these three like black brothers from detroit that basically invented punk music four years before the ramones released their first album and if you listen to their album it's like you're like holy shit how did they not get famous and the only way they ended up doing is they got a record deal and they got a bunch of like uh vinyls made and like sent those out and then kind of like just faded away like after the ramones came out and stuff and they moved into different genres and different types of music i think the lead guitar player went more gospel his two brothers went more reggae and then years Mm -hmm. later their kids were at some sort of like old punk rock party and someone like had their vinyl and put it on there and their kids recognized their parents uh voices from the album and then contacted them and like were you in this band called death and they're like yeah and they fucking blew up dude like in 2010 yeah in 2010 they got really popular once their their album resurfaced yeah and sadly the the brother who founded the band and like named them and it was kind of like the head guy he he, he passed away before all this happened yeah Uh, they're called a pro they call them a proto-punk band and yeah, they got pretty fit. They started touring again after that like album resurfaced in 2009. So totally yeah. worth looking up. Their I music's sick. Yeah, it's really good. Um, yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out. That sounds right on my street. I don't wish that for you guys, like that you get famous at 80, but like it still <laughs> would be amazing. Like, you know what I mean? Like your album just blows up, you know? But it's a really sick story. And these guys are like now touring. They like, they're like in their 70s now and just making the sick punk music all the time. Yeah. How often do you guys tour? Because you guys have toured through Europe before, right? We did a couple of dates. It it was uh it was it was more of like a couple of dates in France as opposed to like a European tour sort of thing. Yeah. Um but we tied it in with some English dates as well. So it was a small tour, but there was only only two dates out of England. How many how many shows have you guys done? Oh, 
<laughs> Gee, <it's boring>. <laughs> <laughs> at least seven. Yeah, at least seven. <laughs> Blind uh, God. I don't I think probably, I could ever I, get over the stage fright, man. Yeah, I'd say 120 to 150. I want to go in like that. Holy shit. Then again, I don't know. I don't know. Is that too much? Ben, I, do, you I, I don't know. I, I, it's, do you know, it's really hard to tell because it seemed like at, at, at one point it was just, it, it seemed to be like at least twice a week. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a good couple of year, years where we just, we were gigging every week. Damn. But then again, mm. I feel like we've done, we, we, we do like cover gigs as well. So, um, so it's kind of hard to think hard back to and, and distinguish what, which was like a soft boys gig or just some cover stuff for, yeah, were you to- for you money. were torn you were torn all summer right Tom weren't you were- yeah I've, yeah yeah so the, yeah the artist I played for been sort of touring with him um it's calmed down a little bit now I think as festival season sort of coming to an end but um where'd you guys yeah. play uh very good question <laughs> um where have we played um we've we've done a couple couple festivals in like sort of Wales all over the country really um ever except in Ireland um but yeah that we're sort of going on tour in October um that's like a sort of a month around the UK so yeah we'll be we'll be playing sort of all the obvious cities I guess and um yeah it's been busy but it's, yeah I, I do find it hard to kind of like think back even like what I was doing last week because it'll be like you know one day you might be in doing a gig in Glasgow and then I'm back at work in a normal <laughs> job and then like I'm off somewhere else so it's, it, it can be a bit of a blur sometimes do you take the trains everywhere? No, I, I do a lot of the driving myself. Annoying. Oh my god, dude! Oh, it's so far. <laughs> yeah, I, I've worked out it about. I've done about twenty-two thousand miles in oh. a year. It's crazy. Damn. Jesus. Um, does it does it feel cool to tell your boss like, oh, I got to take time off because uh, I got to go on tour? <laughs> Uh, they literally don't even know who I am where I work so I don't think so <laughs> I, I, I'd more or less just drop a letter into reception saying I can't do these days and I just don't go in um, it's like it's, it's like factory work so I'm, I'm very expendable uh, okay. um, it's kind of crazy I'm sure you guys feel this too because like music is it's a it's what you guys do for a job but it's also like the thing you have to do right do you guys feel that like you just need to make music because you love music. It's similar to, I think, how I feel and Brian feel about like making films. Like I don't really, it actually doesn't matter to me if we make very much money from it. I just want to keep doing it and like sustain myself doing it because it matters to me so much. But it's fucking crazy. Like you got to really love something a lot to be able to work full jobs and like make support yourself and then still pretty much take on an entire career because like i'd say that music and like filmmaking that's not like a nine to five job that's just a fucking career that's like you Mm -hmm. just your brain can't shut off you're constantly thinking about it like you're thinking about new tracks you can make or new stories you could write right it's it's an amazing amount of dedication sometimes like going to what you were saying ben about like at the time writing the album you were in a bit of like maybe a darker place i think it's really easy to slip into that because like sometimes i feel like i've worked 15 16 hours you know my whole fucking work day and then just more work on like projects we're working on and i sometimes sit there in like the 3 a.m hour and just think like what does it all mean what am i doing like it's just (laughs) so much you gotta love it a lot man you know it takes so much dedication driving up the gigs still working days it's crazy dude 
I think it was, yeah, I think we we we're super realistic and, and we we always were like we, we never really um never really expected much from it. We were kind of it was like you say very much for the love of it. And yeah, I think without that day-to-day grind of a a regular job probably wouldn't have the lyrical material at least true (laughs) (laughs) i guess when you think about it if you're working and like a nine to five job and like whether that's taxing on you or not in terms of like by the end of the day you're exhausted i feel like it further adds to the drive to continue doing this and like making it better so you don't eventually need to work that nine to five job and if you but didn't, Ben's- you were just you were just unemployed and just like trying to like make it. Yeah, you had all the time to do it. But I feel like you would think, oh, I have all day to do this so I can like F around for most of the day and get back to it later. But to Ben's point also is like without that nine to five, you may run out of the material, the stories like you need that stuff too to like, th- you know, to yeah. fuel you. Is there an equivalent? So I've been talking a lot about this with my roommates Um and it's because it annoys the shit out of me. Like I, I'm getting so fed up with sequelization in in films. I don't know if we can all agree with that. Like, can we just let IPs die at some point? You know, I'm not watching the new Game of Thrones show. I'm not watching the new Rings of Power show. Not because I actually have anything against the shows. I think I think the general theme I feel is like I'm just kind of done with that material. These things don't need to be soap operas, right? Like we can let them die out, and I and I. I can enjoy them still without having to need new stuff and just be tired of it. Okay. Is there an so, a soap that? opera? That's Lord of the Rings would be pretty funny to watch, though. But that's <laughs> I, I would like that idea, man. That's just that's that's just what it is. And so, what I think needs to happen is like we just need to have a a comeback for the independent movie, right? As long as there's people like Scorsese or like DiCaprio who like want to keep making artistic works that are still you know in the mainstream, Tarantino included, I think that might happen, but it. It just needs to like, we need to have a a moment where everyone's like, okay, I'm sick of watching the same stuff. Let's just get a bunch of new stuff in there. Is there an equivalent to that in music? Do you guys feel like there's just like, maybe like all pop music sounds the same. It just takes out all the charts all the time. And there's not really room for other genres. Is there an equivalent you guys feel? Uh, I I think so. To to some extent, I think one thing I always say, um, particularly when we're writing, like me and me and Tom, when we're writing, say guitar licks or guitar riffs, we're always very conscious of like, oh shit, does that sound like this song? Or oh shit, does that sound like this song? But then, you know, we we stop and think, you know, in Western music, there's only was it twelve notes on a guitar, and it's just a different order of playing them. Like everything's been fucking done. Yeah. It's just it's just a, a just a, a different rearranging of stuff that's already been done so i think i think with some genres it is very samey and that tends to be the genres that i don't really listen to as much mm. but i mean i mean in terms of pop music i think there is still a lot of innovation uh and a lot of newer fresher ideas coming to like a a, a mainstream popular audience i think i wouldn't agree with people saying that you know pop is is bad or pop is not what it used to be 50 years ago because that's just the nature of time 
it just <laughs> it was a different time and things evolve and i think it's it's probably the same with the sort of genres that we we get into you know there's only so much that can really be done to innovate it and you know you've just got to uh, uh, there shouldn't be as much focus on on that it should be <laughs> being uh what, what's the word uh what's the fucking word it's a really obvious word authentic there we go <laughs> i think there go. my guess was going to be corduroy goblin bro that's my guess <laughs> now on. yeah people just need to be more like a corduroy goblin exactly exactly yeah but can... i think i think i think that's that's it there's it's it's variations on a theme i think uh, a lot of music is and just i think authenticity i i i'm a i'm a big fan of authenticity as opposed to you know mad innovation because there's only so much that can be done <laughs> yeah, yeah i feel it's, like it's, it's a tricky fun, thing right? to um so there's a lot of people a lot of bands and artists that may like follow a formula or like they make like sonically like good music but there's not personality behind the the delivery of the lyrics or like the singing or the rapping or whatever um it's sometimes hard to come by like there's a there's a punk band that I started to get into called the Chats from Australia, and I feel like they oh, have yeah. a lot of personality because they just got the the weirdest stories or like the most like uh, just like the weirdest um, like topics that they sing about, but it feels so authentic and like genuine. And I just I, like I love that. I think a big thing is also the voice, man. Like it, like there is only twelve notes, but your voice kind of distinguishes your sound in some way, like guitar sounds as well like you can alter your guitar sound to be very you um like you guys have a very unique sound like it's unique mm -hmm. in that it's it's yes it's beachy psychedelic stuff that i've heard things similar like it reminds me a lot of tame impala but it's lyrically very different and like uh the notation is really different it's it's really you guys definitely stand out you definitely have a different sound so i think you can still find ways to be to be different and if not then you can make sounding similar your novelty thing right like do you guys know greta van fleet yeah yeah i fucking love those too. guys yeah just led zeppelin too like but i yeah. love those guys because that's <laughs> what they are right they just they they've found that they can just play exactly like zeppelin and it sounds great so it's just cool to listen to it you know? Dude, that that just reminded me i watched a video the other day called what your favorite band says about you and one of them was greta van fleet you love led zeppelin then the next one led zeppelin you hate greta van fleet <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think they're big fans i also think that greta van fleet doesn't lean into it enough like they're like oh we don't mean to sound like them I'm like shut the fuck up come on <laughs> I mean, my, my exactly favorite song like by them sounds nothing like Led Zeppelin, and I'm gonna my opinion. Which one? Think, uh, Broken Bells. That's a great that's song. Yeah, it's just that's like the most unique, I would say, of the songs I've heard by them. And I feel like if they stuck to that style, they'd be a lot more respected. I uh, I, also, I, I also feel like just being compared to Led Zeppelin, you know, <laughs> in any yeah, you're already screwed. <laughs> Well, yeah, but, but at the same time, it's like it, as a band that, you know, I've been sort of, I don't know, obviously people say it's a rip off or it's like, you know, very on the nose, but like fair play, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's very, um, it's, it's not the fucking to, easy thing to, to do like man. Robert Plant. So. Yeah. So, it's uh, not an easy thing to sound well, like. Well, when the criticism exactly. is more like 
people have gone the route of you're a copy and paste. So yeah. it's like, rather than saying, oh, they sound like Led Zeppelin, it's more like, no, they're just ripping off Led Zeppelin. That's, that's, that's when the criticism is a negative. Mm, I, yeah, that's true. And I do think that a lot of their songs don't sound Led Zeppelin like, like, um, they just have a similar sound to them, if that makes sense. If there's a distinction, I, when I listen to them, I don't think like, oh, this reminds me of the ocean or Moby Dick. It's more like, no, they just sound like if Led Zeppelin made new music, uh, type yeah. of thing. But yeah, I mean, that's also, that also can be a novelty. So if you guys, you can lean into a really famous band too, and just sound very much like that band. And then you never know, but I think that you guys have a very distinct sound. So you're not Indeed. in danger of sounding like anybody yet that I've heard. God, that's yes. an absolute miracle to hear that. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. Especially, I, I think it's your band names too, man. That's just true. Yeah. The only thing that your band name reminds me of is an American nonprofit called the Boys and Girls Club, which is an yeah. after school club. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. Well, we're, so, a, we're a non-profit band because you have to actually sell records <laughs> and all the profit, so it's, <laughs> no, it's the similarities don't end there. So yeah, you're just the, you're the UK um, branch of the Boys and Girls Club. <laughs> there you go. It's just what we do. Yeah. All right, guys, I also have to jump. I think Brian well, was about to say yes to jump. I got, too. I do, because American football starting soon, first week, got to get ready for that. But <laughs> I have one more question. It's kind of a bizarre question, but I want to see what your answers would be. So. As you all know, in the 80s, to get them back in the spotlight, Aerosmith teamed up with Run DMC to do a hip-hop remix to Walk This Way. If you had to do that, what rapper or rap group would you want to team up with to do that? B. Riles and Pasty White Boy. That, really... <laughs> <laughs> that is not involving me. <laughs> Maybe I'll help uh, produce it. but So uh, at the moment, I would probably say uh i really like um i don't know if it, whether it would work but it but it might do because his beats are kind of weird but you know toby and wigway yes i i think that guy is sick uh so I'd, I'd either say him or i really like uh you know those coast contra guys coast like, contra i don't think like, so they've they've they're like fairly recent but it's super like old school hip-hop style and like it's a lot more um kind of like a slightly more new school Jurassic Five. They're kind of like on that sort of vibe. It's it's cool. super cool. Who was the I, first I, guy? Who was the first guy? Uh Tobe and Wigway. How do you spell that? Uh it's like T-O-B-E uh N W I G W E. His new got song's it. really cool. I'd say that guy. I think that guy's sick. Tom, you, anyone? Um, I mean, Ben is way more versed in, in the hip hop and rap world than me. Um, but well, it could be any any, any genre then. Do you want a what, DJ what, to remix oh, your song? A DJ. Oh okay. god. Um <laughs> worse than rap. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever a left field collaboration you'd want to do. Oh shit. How long have you got? Um I mean, the obvious one is Kevin Parker to collaborate with anyone on on something would be because he can actually make us sound more like Tame Impala. <laughs> there you go. Um, there it is. Yeah. No, he just put he just put a fat disco groove on it. So yeah, it's, I'm I'm all down for that. I just saw him live. Actually, he was fucking awesome. 
Yeah. Whereabouts yeah. is that? All points east in London. Flew in on a Wednesday and left on a Sunday and just raged for four days and then <laughs> I went back to work. <laughs> Gotta do it sometimes, man, for the love. Amen. KP. All right, guys. Uh, I'm gonna jump, but thanks so much. Yeah. This is really fun. And we're awesome really catching up with you guys. Yeah, yeah you looking too, forward to the new music. It. Yeah. And send well. us send us your addresses. We'll send you the poster. Or Brian will send you the poster. I don't have yeah, the yeah, poster. You have the, the poster. I'll, I'll get a I'll get a record over to you. Thank you. I'll send you my address. But I don't have a poster. You have the poster. Oh, I have two posters. Yeah. Send me your addresses. I'll mail it to you. <laughs> nice. All right, guys. All right. See ya. See ya. Good night, guys. Bye.